Good evening, and welcome back to Cow Punchers, where the beer is warm, the women cold, and the bullets fly thick. I am one host, Stu Kaufman. And I'm your other host, Amy McLeod. And tonight, we watched 1954's Johnny Guitar, starring Joan Crawford, Sterling Hayden, and Mercedes McCambridge. Brought to you in glorious, true color. I don't know about that. I'm not, I'm not certain. I think Technicolor would have been prettier, but... Uh-huh. It might have been. <laughs> but... There were a lot of colors. Wow, they paid for True Color, and they got it. Yeah, they I'm... were like, we, we put this money into True Color, we're going to get every color on there. <laughs> how, many colors, how many colors are there? We're going to find out. Right. We're going to see all of them. <laughs> well, Amy, you want to give us the five-minute... Uh... Movie pitch here for this this here picture show. For this here picture show, so Johnny Guitar wasn't really the main character, I'd say, (laughs) but he was there. Yeah, he 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 appeared in his movie. (laughs) He was more of like a um, casual onlooker to the events of this film, rather than a like hero or protagonist. Yeah. But uh, let me get into the plot. All right. So, so good old Johnny, Johnny Guitar, rolls into town. He's got a job at Vienna's gambling bar yeah. hut uh, to, obviously, play the guitar. And uh, turns out the people of the town, they don't like Vienna at all. Vienna, played by Joan Crawford. They've been apparently trying to run her out of town for a while because she wants to build a, have the railroad come through town. And I got to tell you, uh, I mean, I haven't seen a ton of Westerns, but I was like, I always thought that was a good thing. Right. That's like a town would want. And then usually someone's trying to like take it over for their greedy interests. Maybe it's because she's trying to move the, uh, have it go through her place. Yeah, anyway, she she set up a very inconveniently placed casino. Like, it looks like it's in the middle of nowhere. But she apparently knows that they're going to build a railroad through there. So basically, she kind of did a little Old West insider trading to uh, find a good spot for her casino. The town hates her. Uh, there's a group of near-do-wells who frequent Vienna's establishment. And they often get accused of... Uh, you know, crimes, which they may or may not have committed, holding up a stagecoach, killing uh, this other lady, Emma, who especially hates Vienna, killing her brother, um, and then later there's a bank robbery. But, with all that being said, I think the main focus of the film is Vienna and Emma. Emma just hates hates her so much. You want the kid and you're so ashamed of it, you want him dead. You want me dead too. Then maybe you can sleep nights. I won't sleep till I see both of you hanged. And seems to want to pin everything bad on Vienna. Uh, And it's not very clear Vienna's relationship to the ne'er-do-wells. It's friendly, for sure. Uh, But I don't think she's, like, in on their crimes. But Emma's always trying to pin it at least, you know, especially on Vienna. And uh, the, uh, the, the near-do-wells are led by a group of... Uh, not a group. 
they're led by uh, a handsome a, a, man a handsome man called the dancing kid which was awesome which is funny for a man who's clearly 36 yeah i'm like he's not like a, a young guy uh but anyway a uh, a stagecoach gets held up they think it was the dancing kid emma is like yeah it was the dancing kid and that means vienna did it for reasons whatever so the dancing kid and his crew are like they're gonna hang us for holding up that stagecoach and we didn't even do it so you know what we're gonna do we're gonna commit a crime that warrants being hung i hate to be run off of something we didn't do so let's do something something they can't hang us for <laughs> brilliant right i'm like grade this a is, brilliance this is galaxy brain stuff right here mm-hmm. so uh they decide you know what this town hates us we're gonna rob the bank we're gonna make them go broke so then they'll have a reason to hang us so all right well they end up robbing the bank and they robbed the bank while vienna was there um because they told her she had to close up shop so she was like well fine i'll take my money out of the bank so then Emma is like, see, look, she went in, got him to open the safe, so she's totally a part of this bank robbery. Uh, so then a, a posse is formed to try to round up the gang and to round up Vienna. Um, and then she's almost hung, but then Johnny Guitar saves her. And after much fleeing from the posse, they uh, have a showdown at the bandit's lair which they called it a lair several times which was amazing oh yeah (laughs) and uh have a showdown there where vienna and emma have a shootout which vienna is victorious and then her and her johnny guitar you know (laughs) saunter (laughs) off into the sunset passionate kiss right off into the sunset yes now right off the bat a i gotta say I like that when we are first introduced to Johnny Guitar, someone says, what we're all thinking, that's not a real name. And who are you? The name, sir, is Johnny Guitar. That's no name. Yeah, they did say that. And he was like, why, you want to change it? And I wish somebody would be like, yeah, because it's fucking stupid. Right? (laughs) And he didn't even play the guitar that much. He played it like a couple, like when he was first introduced as the guitar player for the casino. And yeah, he he played pretty deftly. I think he played a grand total of three minutes of music. Yeah. Yeah, I was really hoping he would bridge the gap between Vienna and Emma with the power of song. But that did not happen. (laughs) Or, conversely... not that kind of movie. (laughs) Conversely, I was hoping this would... This would pull a Sabata, and his guitar is actually some kind of semi-automatic weapon. That's what I hoped, too, and I was sorely disappointed. Oh, this is serious filmmaking here. Which, for, uh, uh, I'm just making so much noise, Amy, because it, it just seemed to me, it seemed to me, that they're trying to make a straight classic Western, and it looks like they got all their costumes from, like, a Western wear store. Yes, yeah, it was just like, I don't know where this was filmed, but uh, Mm -hmm. it's like they they rolled up to Texas or Arizona (laughs) or whatever, and then they were like, oh, let's go to the, let's just buy some clothes here. Yeah, from like the local dude shop. (laughs) Yeah, and man, they put Joan Crawford in some of the brightest colors. Hey, they they paid for that true color. They're going to get their money's worth out of it. Yeah, the producer was like, 
you know, costume, costumers, you got to work with this true color. Not enough colors. More colors, what, please. What colors are, are popular in the mid to late 19th century? Who gives a shit? Right. We want fire engine red. We want we, freaking school bus yellow. Exactly. We want leprechaun green. Yeah. It was like dirty mint green. What, did, what what kind of neckwear do they have in the 19th century? I don't know. I guess the Kentucky Colonel Kai, whatever he wore. Yeah, we'll go with everybody that. had those. There was no other kind of tie. Except except Ernest Borgnine, who clearly did his research for his part, be like, you know, like I'm a bandit, so I'm probably just gonna have like like a like a like a cravat or you know neckerchief, and I'm gonna roll around the dirt for a while. And he looked the part, and everyone else looked pristine. Everyone else was so clean. Hair yes. Was so much perfect hair. This is a very 50s movie. I mean, I, like, I, I like watching certain like movies that like encapsulate the time period in which they are made. I used to think North by Northwest was the most 1950s film. I think I was wrong. I think this is it. Like, this just screams, I like Ike. <laughs> and you know what? Part of me is like, they could have just set this in the 50s. <laughs> I know. Is I thought any, it was. Is there any reason they couldn't have? Like, because to me, and they could have played it up more, like, the central conflict was just between Emma and Vienna, and how much Emma hates Vienna. I'm going to kill you. And they don't really give a reason, except that Emma doesn't want people from the East choking up her town, I guess. It didn't make any sense. Right. We have a nice, quiet town here, and the railroad's going to bring farmers, dirt farmers. You run a bank. Don't you Yeah. Yeah, they were like, oh, they're going to squeeze you out of this town. I was like, you guys are already here. It's just going to it's going to increase your land value. There's right. going to be more people for your businesses. The tax base will grow. So, oh, you'll finally be able to throw up that, that streetcar line you want down Main Street. Right. You can get more help on the cattle ranches. Like, mm-hmm. you'll have more people to work, more pe- more customers. Yeah, and she runs the bank. Like, more people <laughs> to put money in your bank. Maybe she's just really lazy. That's actually work yeah. she doesn't want to do. And and honestly, it sounded like she was trying to come up with a reason other than I hate Vienna to get the posse to to come around her. Like but they right. didn't they didn't do a, a good job. The actress I think did a wonderful job of seething. She seethed yeah. through the whole movie. Yeah. But they didn't give us any good reason why they should hate each other. Which I would have liked to have seen more of, like more competition. Like if they had run rival saloons or something, that would have been pretty cool. But as it was, it's just like her, like like Vienna's saloon is in the middle of nowhere. She like there's no railroad, and there won't be one for like a little while. So just like, like who's really the crazy person here? Right. Yeah, it's like she just wants her out of town. And at one point she's going on like, I told you guys five years ago we should have run her out of town and you didn't listen to me. And, you know, the sheriff needs a legal precedent to get her out of here. And I was like, you just hate her. Yeah. Like, what did she do to you? Exactly. This this <laughs> this hypothetical murder that you're so intent that she was a part of. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's just so transparent. And, and at the very end... When uh, they finally corner Vienna and what's left of the bandits, uh, like the posse, the posse does kind of act like almost buffoonish, like, oh, oh where are we? what do we what do we do um, with Emma bossing them around? 
And then at the very end, the sheriff's like, you know what? This is their fight. Always was. Let's let's get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, like, there was, like, really only two serious characters. Three if you count Johnny Guitar. And that was, like, there was, like, Vienna and mm-hmm. Emma, Johnny mm-hmm. Guitar. And then it was just, like, the rampaging buffoonery of everyone else. Yeah. Like, because you had um, the dancing kid. Who was a buffoon. He was a buffoon. He, his character was odd because he had kind of, he's called the dancing kid and he kind of had a childish logic about Mm -hmm. his actions. Like, hey, they think we killed a guy. Let's rob a bank. Like, what? Something about his hair. Like most, you know, you said a movie in the 19th century. It's pretty easy to get 19th century hair. You know, it's, that was clearly 1950s hair. He had that like almost like pompadour thing going on. Be yes. like, no, you didn't. You just walked under that. And be like, all right, what am I wearing today? Like, yeah. oh, put on this leather vest. There, you're in the West. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> I just got done having drinks over at the, the three jazz martini club. lunch. Oh, right. Oh, uh, yeah. And he kind of seemed like he was trying to. He was definitely sweet on Vienna because he got super threatened when Johnny Guitar showed up, which I'm like. Well, Vienna hired him. I don't know why you're all like, oh, I don't want this man around. I was like, she works with a ton of other men. Right. <laughs> what is your problem? How, how is this different? Right. It's like, oh, well, he plays the guitar, so. The, 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 the most sexual of instruments. Right. And it's like, they weren't even a thing, Vienna and, and Kid, the kid, dancing fella, man. Mm-hmm. And he only danced once. I was really hoping we'd learn why he was called the dancing kid. I mean, he danced with Emma, and I guess it was acceptable, dancing. I've, yeah, and it made it seem like he he was sweet on Emma and Vienna, kind of. Yeah. Um, But it's just like, I feel like maybe he should have been played by someone a lot younger. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, so that was him, and his character was kind of annoying. <laughs> yeah, I would... <laughs> He was so obnoxious. He is just like so slick. Be like the 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 absolutely brilliant plan of like, well, they accuse us of a of a crime, so we're gonna actually commit one. Right. Which, you know, that would only work if it was like, oh, you killed this guy, and we're gonna frame you for it, and then you find out the guy didn't actually die, and then you go like, well, I'm gonna get my revenge on him. Well, Joe that would Crawford- be interesting. <laughs> Well, what, the, the whole plot of this movie ba- basically boils down to Joan Crawford should have let, not called Johnny Guitar, but Johnny Attorney. Exactly. I was like, can we talk about, like, friggin' due process of the law? Like <laughs> Johnny what? Federal Marshal. Right. <laughs> I'm like, this town is clearly beaten up on her. And they were like, the um, I don't even know if he was mayor or something, but he's like, I'm putting a law that people can't drink or gamble outside of town limits. And I was like, how does that think- work? Right. I'm like, <laughs> I don't think you have jurisdiction outside town limits. Like, what? Yeah, that's that's why there's town limits. So you, you can't just, like, go anywhere you want and be like, well, guess what? This is how we're doing things here. Like, you're not from here. Who yeah. are you? And someone even said at one point, like, you can't do that. You can't make a law like that. And they're like, well, too bad. I'm doing it anyway. And I was like, yeah, you should have got Johnny Law. Exactly. Johnny Attorney at Law. Yeah. And be like, no, this is bullshit. I'm taking you Objection. to the county seat. Objection. 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 We're going to county seat. You can't do that. Well, I said I can. I That's got the not governor. how the law works. Right. I got the governor here in the state legislature that says you're a dumb piece of shit. Right. Jeez Louise. Yeah. It was just like, 
The whole town hates her. She even had... It was funny in the beginning. It was like she was <laughs> presenting her, like, multi-level marketing scheme. Yeah, her pyramid mm-hmm. scheme. She had some guy... She's trying to get investors for the town. And she's got, like, a little diorama. And at one point, she walks over to it. It's like, you know what this is? And I want to be like, yeah, it's a model of a town. It's a model railroad. It's beautiful. You, right. you put a lot. Of, you put a lot of love into it. It's very pretty. Yeah, but she keeps trying to be like, "Come on, like this is an investment. We're gonna put a little town here where the depot's gonna be. It's gonna be great." And I was like, mm-hmm. "Who is against this?" Right. It's an investment opportunity. You build a town. You know, you you have farms. There's a river nearby. Yeah. So ready source of like water for for crops. Yeah, it sounded Holy real shit. nice. Mm-hmm. And Holy she. <laughs> <laughs> the decor. Let's talk about the decor of her place I, a little bit. I'm glad you brought that up because this is also, I guess this is also the kind of the saloon search because most of this movie took place inside a saloon. So this whole this whole episode brought to you by the saloon search. Yes. So Vienna's gambling saloon. It's, um, uh, how how can I put this? Because I it's like it looked like a Western themed bar as opposed to a bar in the Old West. Uh, yeah, I a hundred percent agree. And more to the point, a, a uh, Western themed bar from the nineteen fifties. Yeah, this is the Disneyland Old yeah. West restaurant. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but it's still pretty. I think I would have fun there, especially if you really hyped up like the 1950s Western thing. You get some Western swing in there. Oh, it's man. You, and it looked like that was like a good place to get some good bourbon. Yeah, yeah. they had a nice bottle of bourbon there. Mm-hmm. Um, which... I, think they only, I think they only had the one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I saw, yeah, because I saw that bottle. Now, the, the, the one guy smashed one. But we saw yeah. another one later on. It was the same label. I was like, did they film that before? <laughs> exactly. The bottle they have. We spent all our budget on Joan Crawford in true color. We only have right. enough for one bottle of whiskey. Better make it count. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it, it's kind of fun because it's got like the like the like these like hard floors and like. But the thing that made it 1950s is like there's multiple like like there you you enter the bar. And then there's like stairs and a horseshoe pattern around you, and then there's like an elevated place for a piano in the back with like a like like a bare stone wall behind it, and it just it just shouts 1950s. Also, oh, Joan Crawford, awesome. Yeah, Vienna really loved her model railroad because she had a big big toy train behind the bar, and there a picture of a choo- yeah, and a big picture of a choo choo train at the top of the uh, the stairs. There were pictures of trains. Uh, I did spot one bust of what looked like Beethoven. Yes, right. We, there's this brief scene that takes place in um, Vienna's, like, I guess, private quarters upstairs, and uh, it's just, I said, like, I said, oh, we just stepped back in time to revolutionary era Philadelphia. Powder blue and white mm-hmm. is this room. It's the only time you see it. Um, I thought that was odd. I was like, why wasn't she? Like, I, I thought she'd have, like, an office on the first floor or something. It yeah. was just such a stylistic departure of the rest of the, the mm-hmm. establishment. I was like, interesting. Um, yeah. Well, was, I, I, that set was clearly, like, a dude ranch out in, like, Wyoming or something. And and they just had it for the weekend. And that's just, you know, because it looked like a 1950s hotel room. Yeah, it did. It did. 
Yeah, and I mean the place was cool. I would love to hang out there. I loved the like the um, raw stone. It looked mm-hmm. like they dug part of this place out of of a cliff. Oh yeah, because uh, like back in the kitchen area, it's all just rock. Um, mm-hmm. And the facade on the place was cool. Right. I mean, this looked the kind of place that if you visited it today, like I said, you're going to hear some Western swing. There's going to be like, there's probably going to be line dancing on one night of the week, but it's going to have a good lineup of whiskey and probably some good craft beers. You're going to have a good time. Yeah. And I bet you they got some excellent salsa. Oh, hell yeah. Some hot wings. Chili. Mm -hmm. Big old pots back in the kitchen. I'm like, they're cooking up big vats of chili. Right. (laughs) Which there is one scene where like, the posse is in the kitchen for some reason, and a guy like leans over, and it almost looks like like what the hell are they cooking in there? Right, <laughs> that ain't chilly. <laughs> he oh starts, God, what is it? He starts like putting, <laughs> fixing yeah. it, putting spices in there, like there, that's a proper chili. Yeah, that's right. You can't have it without the chili powder. Right. <laughs> oh, what God. are they thinking? That Vienna. I should hang her for this chili. <laughs> well, we will, because there's a crazy woman telling us what to do, and I'm a buffoon. Yeah, like, it was so odd. Uh, <laughs> uh, just how things... It's just like the town had a hive mind and just listened to whoever was barking at them the most, which happened to be Emma. Mm-hmm. Which uh, both Emma and uh, Joan Crawford's character... When they were furious, when they were mad at each other, it looked like they're each trying to force their own skulls out of their faces. Like, they're just... Yes, they did a lot of angry face, which (laughs) was something to behold. Yet Joan Crawford has two emotions. One is rage, the other is wistfulness. Yes, yeah, in this movie, that's all she's got. Now, I don't know, I haven't seen a lot of Joan Crawford, so I don't know if that's par Uh, for the course. Me neither, Although, although, was she in Sunset Boulevard? Hold on a second. I think she was to the google box go the google box because i'm also a fan of no that's gloria swanson although she looked like she was doctored up like uh joan crawford uh but uh no uh, yeah back on track back on the train tracks yeah she had all those trains in her bar it was like the secret because they hadn't built the train the uh the mm-hmm. depot yet or the railroad through but so i was like it's like the secret. She's trying to manifest that train. I know. I really wanted to see her go over to the train set and like move the move the little toy around and go choo choo. Yeah, I mean, it, we did see one guy like playing with it. He was like taking one of the trains yeah, off. Woo, I was like, choo choo. <laughs> They're just having fun. And then, and then, like you know, when the posse comes in, they overturn the train set, and I was like, "Oh, come on! She spent a lot of time working on that." Oh man, not cool, man, not cool. That's somebody's hobby. You just ruined it. Right? That's just hurtful. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. Joy of, the joy of model railroading. Yeah, this. Uh, you know, the movie could have spent more time on that. I think. It could have also had, like, a set and costume design that actually, like, I don't know, reflected the old west as opposed to like. Eh, just, you know, Kentucky Colonel ties, as far as the eye can see. Colonel Sanders' secret recipe of 11 different herbs and spices. Yeah. And I feel like this movie, it's it, it's almost two hours long. So it's a pretty yeah. long movie. And 
I feel like they spend just a lot of the time going over the same ground. Funny you should say that, because, you know, they eventually do burn down Vienna's saloon, and they spend eight minutes riding back and forth in front of it for reasons that remain, you know, unknown to me. Well, I know the reason. The reason is because that shot looked awesome. Yeah, it did. This is, That's undeniable. But to do it for eight minutes seems yeah. unnecessary. Yeah, I mean, this was at night. Uh, they had just rounded up Vienna to go, the posse's going to hang her because they think that she was involved with robbing the bank. And then uh, in a fit of madness, of rage-induced madness, Emma shoots down a lantern and sets the, uh, sets the place ablaze. And it's nighttime, mm-hmm. and they've got horses running back and forth in front of this thing. So it looked really cool, and I felt like, you know, when they were filming that, they are like, all of this has got to get into the movie. Just have them run <laughs> back and forth in front of it. It looks so cool. And at one point, like, you know, like, like uh, uh, Vienna and Johnny Guitar are trying to get away, and Johnny Guitar's like, oh, no, hunker down here. They'll probably loop back. I'm like, yeah, like about nine more times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they already have. They're going to keep doing this. I, I don't think they know what else to do. They're going to tuck tucker those horses out just running past this fire. Right. They're like NPCs in a video game. They're just like, oh, <laughs> we just patrol back and forth from here. Exactly. All the game designers had for us is just like, you know, do this loop every two minutes. Right. That's all we got. That would help. Uh, it would make it easy for them to avoid uh, the, <laughs> the posse. Right. We just, we, yeah, this was just an MMORPG we watched. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> they just got to... They just gotta learn the pattern, and then they can sneak by. Exactly. Get to the silver mine, and you know, then then they're on to the next quest. <laughs> exactly. Gotta turn in for that sweet exp. Exactly. And, although they didn't do much looting, which is like standard. Like you know, there were so many bodies, just like loot them so you can go like you know the, the general store and you can get like right. a sword or some shit. Right. Get that <laughs> plus one magic sword. <laughs> get some potions. Exactly. Plus two charisma tabard or whatever right exactly (laughs) see you got it (laughs) or just i don't know more model choo-choos i don't know trying to think what haven't we covered yet Um, uh the uh uh we're on sets i have to comment about the hideout or as uh the dancing kid called it the lair i loved it instead of calling it a hideout which i'm like why would you not call it a hideout it's always a hideout. And they're like, no, we got to get back to the lair. And I was like... Are you James Bond villains? What's yeah, going like, on? No, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die. I was like, first of all, that makes you sound like a villain. But second of all, I love it. P- please keep calling it a lair. That's awesome. I have expect... Well, and the- and to get to it, they have to do like almost like a James... It's like a James Bond turn anyway, because they have to like ride behind a like a waterfall to get to it. It's like, oh, they're in like a, a volcano with like the dancing kid's face on the side. Yeah, let's talk about that cabin here. So, yeah, you're you're right. They do have to... It's like a sneaky entrance in there. That's a pretty big, nice-looking cabin. Like, perched on top of a rock. Which, point number one, if it's secret lair... Why? You don't think someone's going to be able to see that thing on top of a mountain? Yeah, if someone's on, like, I don't know, another mountain. Right. Another hill, like, nearby hill. I was like, they're going to be able to see that. Second of all, they had to build it. You mean to tell me people didn't notice where they were taking all these building materials? Yeah. 
And third of all, it was clearly a ski uh, a, a ski lodge. Yeah, it was. It was beautiful. I was like, oh, I'd stay there. Yeah, I'd spend a weekend there with some friends. You know? Nice wraparound porch. It was lovely. Exactly. Well, I'll take my coffee there. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's what. I, that was the wisdom of Johnny Guitar. All a man needs is a good smoke and a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. Amen again, to that. Again, the cowpunchers have to advise you not to start smoking, but go ahead and have that cup of coffee. Yeah, exactly. You know, some, you know, I, for uh, something I've been starting to do a in these weird COVID times, is I will sit on my front or I'll stand on my front porch and finish my coffee in the morning. Sounds nice. I saw a couple bats the other day. That's it was weird. Not, not as nice. Oh I'd no, they're the... terrified. Get away from me, bats. I'm not giving them coffee. No, <laughs> but just... I'd be scared they'd come get me. They're doing a valuable job of eating mosquitoes. Yeah, well, they can do it without me having to look at them. <laughs> that's rude, Amy. I don't think that's too much to ask. The same with the spiders that live in my house. I know there's spiders that live in my house. We have a pact. As long as I don't have to see them, they can go off eating whatever bugs they can find. If I have, right. I have to see them, the pact has been broken, and their lives may be forfeit. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, but to get back on track, um, I, I have complained at length about the wardrobe, especially, like, Joan Crawford's increasingly loud shirt choices. Like, they're trying to slink, they're try, trying to sneak out, and she's trying to be, you know, sneaky, and she's wearing a, a white dress, which is yeah. clearly, you know... Like if they have a party store in the nineteen in nineteen fifty four, you know that's Southern Belle or like Western oh, woman. Yeah. That's yeah, oh, that's yeah. all that was. Yeah. Like no research went into this movie at all. See, at least when she was wearing that white dress, at least Johnny Guitar was like, hey, "Yeah, I mean, you wearing that white dress is like carrying around a lantern. See if you can change clothes." But what does she change into? Fire engine red shirt. Yes. And, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> she keeps wearing like. <laughs> The names of the characters in this movie. Uh, she borrows the clothes of a young man who goes by the name Turkey. Turkey in the straw. <laughs> but yeah, it, isn't turkey like an insult to call somebody a turkey? Yeah, like you turkey. Like, you know, yeah. you're a joker. Yeah. And I'm trying to think of like the kind of person you would nickname Turkey. Probably like you know, like somebody barrel-chested, like big fella. Yeah. No, Turkey is like a narrow guy in a bright yellow shirt. He, he looks like he's twelve. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I felt bad for Turkey. He he kind of got the uh, the raw end of the deal. He ends up getting hanged. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, as they're escaping the bank robbery, he, <laughs> I mean, a lot of this is his fault. Shouldn't have robbed a bank in the first place. Kids, yeah. Kids, if your friends are like, hey, let's go rob a bank, you should say no. Just say no. Yeah, don't rob a bank. Don't rob a bank. So, point number one, shouldn't have robbed a bank, but peer pressure. I get it. Uh, or if then, you're going to rob a bank, do it like an Ocean's Eleven style heist. Yeah, don't just like, you know, be sneaky about it. Use your brains. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Your brains. Don't just like go in there waving guns around like a moron. Right. And they didn't even cover their faces. <laughs> like, <laughs> they, just they just ran, ran in, in there. there and be like, give us the money. <laughs> right. Which, I mean, I guess that's your classic bank robbery. Again, mm-hmm. the cowpunchers do not condone bank robberies of any kind. Please don't rob a bank. Yeah, please, <laughs> no. Don't don't rob banks. Yeah. Um, 
But then when they're escaping, <laughs> they keep running into tree branches, which it seemed like all of them right. were almost purposefully riding into trees. I was like, what are you doing? What are you doing? So poor Turkey uh, gets knocked off his horse. So uh, one of Vienna's workers, Tom, was it? Yes, Tim. Tom. Tom, who looked like a very thin John Ham. Yeah. And what I liked is, or I thought was funny is we didn't really get to know his name. It wasn't made clear who he was. Because at one point, Vienna's like, yeah, give this to Tom. It'll take care of him. And we're both like, who's Tom? Right, who's she talking about? And then he shows up with Turkey and he's like, I found him in the woods or whatever. And Vienna's, Vienna's like, Tom, like, oh, I told you not to come back here. And we're like, oh, that's oh, Tom. Tom. Then John Ham. What? Lee, uh, oh, it was Lean Ham. Lean Ham, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he rescues Turkey, but then the posse goes back to Vienna's place. And Vienna tries to hide Turkey because they don't have enough time to get him out of there. And then, of course, you they know. stuff him underneath the, the train set. Right, right. And uh, she's trying to get the posse to go away, but then I guess Turkey twitches his foot and mm-hmm. gives himself away. And what follows is like the worst interrogation I have ever seen in a movie. I mean, I've never been a part of a posse. I don't even know if they would bother with interrogating. But they basically bully him into admitting, or not even admitting, because she wasn't involved, but into claiming that Vienna was part of the bank robbery. Like, promising Mm -hmm. they won't hang him. And, like, Emma's just, like, on him. Like, just say she did it. Say she did it. Just go on. Say it. Say it. And And he's like, okay, fine. She did it. But what I liked about that is he turned around and looked at Vienna and was like, what do I do? And she, like, looked at him. For some, I, I found this moment very powerful. It really stuck with me. She kind of looks at, looks at him with, like, a distant stare. And he's, she's like, save yourself. Like a command. Like, save yourself, boy. Save yourself. Do what must be done. And uh, Dear God. You know, of course, that almost gets her hanged. Um, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so they try to hang her, and it, it was kind of funny that, uh, you know, they hang Turkey no problem. Well, they keep mm-hmm. saying it's just a kid, but then they're like, oh, we got to hang Vienna, and nobody wants to, to pull the trigger, so to speak. Because uh, the one guy's like, oh, I don't want to I don't want to hang a lady. Another guy's like, yeah, I don't want to hang a lady either. And so like then Joan Emma's, Crawford's like, they're, I think they're all afraid of getting cut by Joan Crawford's sharp cheekbones. Yeah, she'll get you. You got to stay away. <laughs> <laughs> so then Emma's like, she she was like, I'll give I'll give you a hundred dollars to do it, and uh, nobody nobody wanted to do it. So then uh, Emma was gonna do it, but that gave Johnny Guitar just enough time to untie the rope from atop the bridge. So they, they could did a real off. shitty job of like tying that knot because he just like it's just like it was wasn't yeah, tied that well. Not I think at all. I think she would have been fine. Yeah, I think like the they would have kicked the horse out from under her and it just might have been uncomfortable for a minute or two, but then her feet would have been touching the ground very shortly. Yeah, like, oh, oh, that was fine. Like, oh. You guys are bad at this. Right, I'm going to go now. <laughs> you guys and your buffonery. Yeah, oh. but basically what I got from this movie was that Emma is the worst 
and oh yeah, he, she needs to talk to someone about her problems instead of she, lumping them all on Vienna. Right, and the and the way she was talking about like the poor dirt farmers coming in, I almost expected her to like launch into some sort of like racist tirade. I did too. I was like, ooh, ooh, are we right on the cusp of her <laughs> going like, into something about, nasty? Like, Exactly, some ethnic group, or like, they, these new people, they might be Irish or something. I Like, whoa, right. whoa, whoa. I really thought that's the direction she was going in, but no, she just doesn't like poor people. Does that make her better or worse? Uh, well, we all know the relation between bankers and poor people. It's not a positive one, so right. we know who the villain is here. It's the banks. <laughs> right. I know, is this an anti-bank movie? I, I, I don't know. Coming out of the Great Depression? Well, it's been a while since... When did this movie come out? 54? No, 1954. That's yeah, so been in the post-war boom. Yeah, so I don't know why you'd hate banks now. Mm-hmm. A lot of the people coming home from the war, uh, I guess... I don't know. I don't fucking know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. Well, hey, there's one uh, thing, uh, dear listeners, that you may have noticed for this particular episode. Mm-hmm. Uh... You know, we've done a lot of talking about this film so far. We have not done a lot of talking about Johnny Guitar. Yeah, absolutely. You are absolutely correct. Uh, he was kind of forgettable. Uh, and there were a few scenes where there was like fist fights or things like that. And it was hard for me to pick him out. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. He was like a background character. But the movie's called Johnny Guitar. That is very peculiar. I mean, he has a scene, he has a nice scene uh, with Vienna early on, because uh, you find out that they, they have a history together, and, you know, he was expecting her to wait for him, but it's been, like, five years, and I'm like, dude, five years? You expect her to yeah. wait? She's like, what, 35? <laughs> it would, it was, it would be like, the title of this movie, it would be like, you know, Miami Vice. You expect it to take place in Miami, but nope. You turn on the show, and most of it takes place in like I don't know Detroit. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of another movie that has a name in it. <laughs> I can't think of any now that I'm on the spot. James Johnny. Bond. It's James yeah. Bond, but instead you're just following uh, Money Penny the whole time, <laughs> exactly. and James Bond just shows up to like turn in his expense reports. Exactly. Intelligence, whatever. Yeah, I'd, I'd watch a Money Penny movie. Oh, yeah. Just don't call it James Bond. (laughs) Or people will be disappointed. Oh, my God, yeah. Oh, man, I love Daniel Craig. This is going to be great. Wait wait a minute. Right. He's got, like, eight minutes of screen time. Exactly. Which, I mean, Johnny had screen time. He just didn't say or do a lot. Yeah. Like, even in the beginning, that kind of set us up for his role in the movie. He, He, like, walks his horse by... In a random explosion, he's completely unfazed. He walks mm-hmm. by people holding up a stagecoach and murdering a guy, also completely unfazed. I mean, you could cut out most of the scenes of which only he is in, and I don't think it would have affected the movie all that much. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. He he really didn't have any thing to do with the plot i mean the only thing he did to move it forward was to rescue vienna mm-hmm. that's that like his pretty much only it. thing yeah everything else he's just along for the ride and i mean the other th- they could have made him more interesting because they hint at a mysterious more violent past because they're right. like oh his real name's johnny logan 
He's the Wolverine. Watch it, Mom. Right? I was like, is he the Wolverine? But they say that like we're supposed to know who Johnny Logan is. Mm-hmm. And like even the other bandits are like, oh, the Johnny Logan? And I'm like, is that, should I know who that is? Who is that? And they, well, they say that he's like a, he's got like an itchy trigger finger and he's, uh, you know, he's really good with a gun and da-da-da-da-da and like what's the score was he a civil war vet is he a right. indian fighter is he a, a marshal or something is he uh, a madman yeah. <laughs> yes he's like a gun <laughs> gun toting crazy man right they don't say like why he's famous or infamous they're just like oh that's johnny logan uh yeah so that would have been more that would have I think that would have helped this movie a lot to a learn more about why Emma hates Vienna so much because I think the oh, I don't want poor people moving into town is pretty weak sauce. Oh, and yeah. learning more about Johnny Guitar, like what's his dark past? Make have lo- him do anything. Why did he have to go away for five years? Yeah, they don't explain that either. And then like Vienna is talking about all the things she had to do to to get where she is to buy the saloon or to get the money to build the saloon and you know they kind of vaguely hint that like she's been with a lot of men <laughs> i guess and you know and there there is something to be said for for leaving things vague there there is a certain appeal to that however there's just and then there's just like straight up be like well just 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 eat this mm-hmm. just just accept this like what yeah no. yeah and i mean some of that's fine but you can't make a whole movie like that it's like flesh out some of these points. Well, Amy, I have news for you. They did do that, and uh, they spent all their money on True Color, and they call they it did. Johnny Guitar. <laughs> <laughs> this was such a colorful western. It really was. It was fun to look at. Like I loved yeah. the uh, the the saloon was pretty. The costumes were bright and colorful. Like it, it was a fun <laughs> thing to watch. Uh, and it was interesting. I, the story was interesting. I, I really liked that these two women kind of going head to head. I wish there'd been more of that. Some mm-hmm. more scenes just between the two of them to kind of really hammer their rivalry home. Because oh, it, yes. it, it seemed one sided. It would have been more interesting if it had been a little more two sided. Because mm-hmm. like Vienna is sort of like, I don't care. I just want to make money and do my thing. And Emma's like, I want to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, just because you you're, hate your fucking guts for She's reasons. Like, for reasons. Yeah, for reasons I want to kill you. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it, and I'm going to like try and force my teeth out of my own face. Right. But, uh, yeah. Uh, so, normally this is also uh, one of the things we've said about the last few mo- movies is hat too small. But uh, yeah. did not have to write that this time. There, there was a lot of great hats in this movie. All appropriately sized. All appropriately sized. All appropriate to the time period, unlike the vast majority of the uh, the rest of the costumes. Yeah, I feel like the spaghetti westerns, maybe that's a fashion thing in Italy, where they like small hats. <laughs> and we're just not hip. Hat, hat too small. Hat too small. Oh, Jesus. Well, um... I guess we should do some segments then, huh? Yes, let's do some segments. We already kind of did the saloon search. Yeah, uh, which is the vast majority of the film. was in so, a saloon. Why don't you tell us, Amy, who brought the face? He happens to be a sweet-looking dude. All right, this one is super obvious. I'm giving it to Emma. 
for her looks of <laughs> seething hatred yeah. and rage. That's acting with a capital A-C-T-I-N-G. I expected foam to be coming out of her mouth with oh the faces she was Oh my god, I thought she making. had rabies. Yeah, like she would like literally look at Vienna and like tremble with rage. Like I thought she was grinding her teeth like I hope she's alright. Yeah, like it's <laughs> to the point where you're like dude, you need to like calm down. Like, yeah, you need to back, it back up. <laughs> right, like really? Your whole life is revolving around your hatred for this woman. Yeah. And why? So, yeah, uh, the face goes to Emma, the meanest lady in the West. Yeah, she is. She's just fucking furious all all the goddamn time. 100%. 100%. Just irate. Yes. Ready to burn your house to the goddamn ground. Oh, yeah, she'll do it, too. So (laughs) here's to you, Emma Small. Not small in rage, that's for sure. Laughing over the sound of the roaring flames of your ch- your chief rival's establishment. Right. I'm like, girl, you need to have some Ooh. better priorities in life. Wowzers. Yes. Oh, man. So, what about, uh, uh, what about your postcard moment? Ooh, the postcard moment. Glad you brought that up. I, I think it really has to go to the start of the movie. Like, like uh, I actually, I, for some reason, I expected this movie to be in black and white. And then I was like, su- like surprised that it was in color. And it starts off with like almost like this, like late forties like travelogue like image of like you know, um, like Utah or something. <laughs> you half expect to hear like some voiceover to be like, and here we see the graceful mountains of Utah's beautiful wilderness. Exactly. Be sure to visit the uh, beautiful Aspen this time of year. Look at the, uh, uh, make sure you take a mule tour of the National Park. <laughs> right. Bring the kids. It's fun for the whole family. Exactly. Uh, if you don't, the communists win. God bless America. <laughs> and it was really, it was really beautiful. Like, uh, just, but the only thing that like Technicolor, or I'm sorry, True Color can do, mm-hmm. which is like the blues are so blue. The col- like the primary colors are just popping. Yes, um, I would love to see like somebody like make a t- Technicolor movie today just to see how what it would look like. I would love I to see that. I would love that. Oh man, I'm surprised no one's done that. I mean, but they made that black and white film a while back. I feel like yeah. you see that a lot more than people going back to Technicolor. Yeah, or, or or for that matter, I would love to see like just a filter on my phone that would do that. Like oh, mixing Technicolor. That would be, cool. that yes. would be so radical. Uh, so, no, yeah. no, no. It can't be Technicolor. It's got to be that true color. Oh, but without the E in true. Right. It's the T-R-U color. T-M. Exactly. That's because it was invented by Harry Truman. <laughs> <laughs> A man of many talents. Man of many talents. President. Photographic pioneer. <laughs> <laughs> Cowpunchers bringing you... Uh, Little-known facts about America's presidents. But only Harry Truman. Yeah, we don't know about anybody else. (laughs) Exactly. The once-and-future president. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. uh... Uh, So, well, for mine, I mean, Mm -hmm. I really love that fire scene. Uh, I thought that was really well shot. I know we saw it a bit too much. (laughs) Yes. It was a little redundant, but uh, it was very beautiful the fire the way the fire was burning down vienna's place um 
that was very well well done. I enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Now, that's an odd choice, Amy, for a postcard. Who would you mail that to? Someone you hate? This is what I'm going to do to your home. I'm going to burn it down in the middle of the night. No. I'd mail it to you, Stu. There you go, bro. Oh, no. Don't burn my... Amy, don't burn my house down. I would never. It would, it's just... I li- you know me. I, I like to give people ridiculous things. So that is a ridiculous postcard that I would send someone. You know? You got me there. Yeah. Uh, before we move on to the next segment, there was one cinematic choice. I don't know if you would call it a postcard, but there was one moment where like, they, they show this picture, a, a, a brief shot... Of a dog crossing a street. <gasps> Chekhov's dog. I forgot about saw- Chekhov's dog. We never saw that dog again. I even took that down as a note. I don't know why I didn't read that. But they showed, yeah, a pretty... It's in a long scene, but long enough of a dog walking down the middle of town. And I thought maybe the next scene would be like them greeting the dog. But you'd like, never oh. see that dog again. Yeah, we never see that dog again. It was just, just like, hey, look at this dog. Right. And I was like, oh, is that dog going to, like, bite the gun out of someone's hand or something? Nope. Nope. Just random dog. Cute, though. Nope, just, yeah. Beautiful dog. Probably a hound of some kind, I think. You know, I'm going to change my postcard moment. <laughs> it's, you, you want the dog? No, no, no. A, a dog reminded me of another cinematic choice. So near the end, when they're shooting out you know, between Vienna and, and Emma, uh, there's some other shootouts going on with the remaining bandits. And um, at the end, you see the posse in kind of a, a U shape, uh, standing in like a semicircle, and there's a dead body of one of the bandits, kind of oh, in yeah. front of them, like about yeah, yeah. I don't know five feet away, and it, it kind of looks like yeah, like yeah, well, that's a dead body. Oh, pretty wild. Yeah, look at that. And it was weird. And, and they were all dressed in black too, so it's just like they were all just one beard away from being like you know Amish. Right? That to be plain. Thy, I, that be plain. So that's going to be my postcard moment. Uh, I'll, I have a difficult question for you, eh? Yes. Is there anything for the coot watch in this, in this movie? The big male's battle for the best fishing spots. The coot watch. Hmm. I thought, what is the closest thing we have to a coot? You know, it's kind of sad we came up with this segment and we missed all these coots from other movies. And now we've had a coot, a coot drought. <laughs> no, no, nobody up in them thar hills panning yeah. for gold. Yeah. Uh, Ernest B- Borgnine, I think, fits fits the, uh, the, the closest bill, maybe. But he's just kind of like a, just a f- filthy bad man. Yeah, I almost want to give it to Tom. He's vaguely coot adjacent. Uh, he it's did. Ref- yeah. He referred to himself as like, "Oh, nobody notices me. I'm basically part of the furniture." Hmm. I don't know. So I was like, maybe he's coot-ish. I don't know. He's he's just. I think he. I think his role is guy. Yeah. <laughs> A guy. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't think lean, we have any lean, good coots. Lean John Ham. Yeah, I'm looking to see uh, my notes here. Yeah, I I have no coots for our coot watch. Well, sorry, mm. folks. No coots this week. 
We did have some dudes. Holy smokes, we had some fancy, fancy dudes. We were flush with dudes. Yeah, in the brightest shirts. Yes, they were some sweet-looking dudes, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, Amy, um, how do you want to rate this uh, 1954's Johnny Guitar? Well, I don't think it's my favorite Western. I enjoyed, you know, the Technicolor, true color aspect. It was very colorful. Um, the story was interesting. I really liked the concept. Uh, I don't know that it was executed as well as I would have enjoyed. I feel like they could have done a lot more with it. I'm going to give it... We're rating on a scale of six, right? Sure. I give it a three and a half out of six. Yeah, I th- I think I'm gonna give it a solid three because I don't think it was a great movie, but it's it's a time capsule. Yeah, it's yeah. what the '50s thought the West should have looked like, and yeah. uh, it was it was colorful. Um, and Joan Crawford and Emma just ate the scenery. They just ate it the whole goddamn time. There was no scenery left when they were exactly. finished with it. Chewed it all to hell. Yes. Oh my gosh. It's nuts. And uh, the uh, with nonsensical sets and a yeah skiing chalet. Uh, skiing chalet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you like fifties movies, definitely give this one a watch. It has it's... a very fifties flair to it. Oh boy, howdy! In fact, the uh, there's one scene. Where Joan Crawford has to like like take off this the, the beautiful white dress she has, and what she's wearing under it, they they try and make it look like she's wearing petticoats, like, petticoats or nineteenth century underwear. It's clearly just an A line dress. Yeah, it's just white. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. her underwear is just a different dress. Right, she's ready to go play tennis. <laughs> exactly. So, um, so there we have it. That's the cowpunchers' take on. Johnny Guitar. Johnny Guitar. Yeah, I'm sure we'll we'll hear that song soon enough. So, uh, we're glad you could make it out to another episode of uh, Cow Punchers. Uh, this has been one host, Stu Kaufman, and your other host, Amy McLeod. Y'all watch yourselves out there on the trail. Yeah. <laughs>